this this is not this is not flattering but i mean it when i say to you that i don't have the words to adequately describe my feeling of gratitude that this good man has agreed to come and be with us this weekend he has blessed my soul every time i've ever heard him preach and um i feel like it is such an honor that he would come and be with us and uh, i'm thrilled i'm thrilled that that he agreed to come and i guess what thrilled me the most is in talking to him the other night on the phone when he told me that uh, he said he's really tried to just stay home more but chose to come here because he felt it was the will of God. That's what I like to hear. I I just don't believe that these services are just an accident. I uh, I don't believe that it's just simply another few nights that we've decided to have church. But I believe God has a plan for this church and for these services. I believe that God has sent us the man he has chosen to use to minister to our hearts. And I want to open my heart and open my mind and open my spirit. Receive what God wants to do tonight. I want to leave this place closer to him than when I came. That's what's supposed to happen. The Bible said we're changed into his image from glory to glory. Amen. That's what it's all about. We come in here for God to mold us a little bit more and shape us a little bit more. Well, hallelujah. Make us a little bit more like him. Amen. Amen. Through the preached word of God, nothing can do what apostolic preaching can do. Amen. Praise God. Elder Frazier. Again, it's such an honor to have you. And I meant what I said in the office. I really want you just to make yourself at home. I want you to just do whatever you feel tonight. Just obey the Holy Ghost. We want to hear from God, don't we? Amen. Would you say it with me, Brother Frazier? Preach to me. Would you say that, Brother Frazier? Preach to me. the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. On this Thursday night in Kansas. Amen. And uh, we're so thankful for the invitation to have been invited here. And uh, we want to say thank you, Pastor Riggins and the church family for uh, taking a risk and letting us come and uh, try to minister to you for a few services. And, uh, we want to be a blessing tonight. I want to, I, I do want to say thank you already. I went into the room and um, there's already gifts and all sorts that I can eat. And I sure don't need to do that. I've been trying to lose weight. You can tell I'm not winning. I'm losing on that one. But uh, I am trying. For whatever it's worth, I think I blew it already before church. I don't know where you got those peanut, chocolate-covered peanut brittles. But 
already ate too many of them. And I want to say thank you for all of the gestures and uh, that you've already provided in a beautiful room that we're here in at Williams. <laughs> I don't even know where I am. I have been flying, and I'm just dislocated a little bit. But um, I do want to obey the Lord tonight, and I want God to have his way in this house. And I do, I do prescribe to the, the, the thinking in the school of thinking that uh, we plan church services and we schedule them. And oftentimes, I'm sure here as it is with my church, that we have certain nights of the week that we come to church. But I feel like that in God's kingdom and his church, that it is not operated on a plan of man. But I believe that every time we come to God, that God has got a specific purpose for that service. Amen. It's not just another Thursday night or another Sunday. I believe that God knows exactly what he wants for that service, and he has a purpose for that service. Amen. To talk to our hearts. And I'm going to tell you, the day that we come to church and we don't feel that way personally is the day that we have become denominal Christians Amen. And we could fit just about in any type of setting of denominal church, but this is not a denominal church. Amen. This is an apostolic church. Amen. And we believe in a move of the Holy Ghost. And I feel the Lord in this house this evening, and I want God to have his way in this place. Amen. And I hope you didn't come to see a rabbit out of the hat. I'm not a magician. And uh, I'm not an orator, I'm not a speaker, I'm not a conference preacher. I am a uh, home missionary where I started out starting a work up in uh, Southern California uh, before I took the church where I am now, 18 years ago, and not a lot has changed. I'm still the same man, and I, and I want to see, uh, so what I'm saying is that the same move of God I wanted to see when I was starting a church is the same move of God I want to see even in a crowd this large tonight. I want to see God to have his way. Amen. Amen. I believe young people could get some help tonight. Amen. I believe some men and women can get some help tonight if you'll just let the Holy Ghost, not what I'm, not because I'm preaching, not because of my ability, but because the Holy Ghost knows exactly what we need. Amen. The Holy Ghost knows what we need tonight. You believe that? Holy Ghost knows what we need tonight. God knows what you're going through. He's been there all along. Amen. He's seen every nuance and every word that has been muttered. God has heard every bit of it. He knows where you are. Amen. In an apostolic church, we believe that God anoints the preacher to preach, to talk to our hearts. Amen. That's why hypocrites get uncomfortable in a Holy Ghost-charged church. That's why people that aren't really living it don't last long. Because when the service is charged with truth, with a Holy Ghost, it makes those kind of folks uncomfortable. But those of us that were in this for the long haul, man, we just thank God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart. And uh, forgive me if I have forgotten some uh, pulpit etiquette. But uh, I'd like to go into the word of the Lord tonight. And uh, I don't know. Everybody across the country is a little bit different. 
Um, I have preached in places in America that um, they love, if you don't preach two hours, they don't feel like that you've done any preaching. And then I'm, we know some of them fellers, you know. At their churches, they're gonna preach before you and after you. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not setting the precedent for you, elder, because we don't know each other that well. I better, I'm taking too much liberty. But, but um, um, I, I'm not a long-winded preacher uh, by nature. So if you're looking for somebody that's long and deep and and all of that, you've got the wrong preacher. I'm gonna deliver what I feel like God's laid on my heart. But the main thing that's got to happen is a response from the pew. I'm only delivering the mail. You got to do something with it. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to Matthew chapter number 2 and verse number 18. Matthew chapter 2, verse number 18 in the Gospels here. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 2 and verse 18. And um, quite an odd passage that is being quoted here. But I want to read it to you tonight. And uh, I feel like the Lord's laid something on my heart. I was making some notes earlier today sitting in the airport. And I um, feel like God's talked to me for this service. And I want, I want somebody to get help tonight. And, and I feel like the Lord wants to tell somebody in this house a message. In chapter 2, verse 18, it says, In Rama was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. They are not. I'd like to read it again if you'd allow me that. In Rama was there a voice heard. There's a voice heard. Lamentation and weeping and great mourning. Like in a funeral. Rachel weeping for her children would not be comforted because they are not. The passage that I'm reading to you tonight in the book of Matthew is a fulfillment and drawn out of the book of Jeremiah at a time when the children of Israel were taken captive into Babylon. But it is again applied quite uh, interestingly here again, many hundreds of years later, God would anoint for these words to be penned that upon the advent of Herod, having all the little children under a certain age killed because he was looking for the Messiah. And here these words once again were applied as they were in Jeremiah, that there was a voice heard, and it was of Rachel, la la with lamentation and weeping and great mourning, because she had her children because they are not. They cease to exist. I want to preach to you for a few moments tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost when I feel like God laid on my heart. 
I want to preach to you about what could have been. What could have been. What could have been. Would you pray with me, Father? We come to you in the name of the Lord. We're asking for your anointing. God, I need your anointing. I need your help tonight. God, use me to talk to the hearts of these in this local assembly. Lord, let your word penetrate, God, every barrier and obstacle. I pray, God, there's somebody here tonight that you're trying to reach. I pray that they will hear the word of God and let thy will be done in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You may be seated for a few moments tonight. I want to talk to you about what could have been. What could have been. What could have been. Amen. As I've already made mention, that the passage here drawn out of Jeremiah again reapplied another time in the history of Israel. The first, as I've already said, was their uh, captivity in Babylon. And here where we read, it is the conclusion to the actions of an evil, wicked king named Herod that wanted to find the Messiah. The wise men had insulted him and left him, amen, with empty hands. They did not report back. And so in his, uh, in his attempt to find this prophetic uh, Messiah that had been written about that no doubt he had heard uh, from Jewish teachers and orators uh, and learning uh, that uh, he had all the children killed and, uh, and, and, and they were all wiped out uh, upon his command. And here, once again, the Lord reapplies uh, this ancient passage and words, uh, amen, antiquated, if you please, uh, into the book of Matthew some several centuries later, amen, upon this night. Uh, it says in Ramah, that is the general area, amen, of Bethlehem, uh, was there a voice heard, and it was the cries of Rachel in lamentation and weeping and mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Their lives have ceased. Amen. They have no future. Everything in a child's life ended at the death because of this wicked king. Amen. Understand that Rachel was buried not far from here, even according to history within the very neighborhood of Bethlehem. And Herod's command, multitudes of innocent children were murdered. Amen. And the favored wife of Jacob, as it would be, amen, cries out, if it could possibly be, we know she's gone. But the feeling of the prophecy and the people of God in the morning of Rachel's children crying out because they no longer live and their futures are over. The morning echoed throughout the countryside. Amen. If you've never lost a child, it's hard to comprehend. Amen. The loss of one of your own children. Morning echoed throughout the countryside. Mothers and fathers 
years. Amen. Their dreams of their children are shattered. Amen. Of what they could have been. Amen. What would they have turned out to be? Amen. For it said because they are not. In other words, their futures have been terminated. There is no longer the hope of the dreams of them growing in to marriage and children and careers and futures. That night, the wailing, amen, of Rachel is echoed throughout the land, amen, of all of these children that have been killed, amen, to lose a child. You understand that psychologically, amen, they claim that it's harder and more difficult than that of losing a spouse or a mother or a father because a mother or father fall into the natural course of life, amen, that we understand that one day that they will die, our grandparents will pass, but when you lose a child, especially a mother that has carried full term that child, it breaks the natural order of life and death, amen, because she is not supposed to outlive her own children, everything about the pattern of nature and God and man is broken, and a mother is left there crumbled in heart and spirit because of her dreams of what could have been. Amen. It goes against everything we understand. Amen. The weeping. Rachel, could I say tonight while I'm preaching to you, what I feel in my heart, that within God's church, amen, as we watch, amen, the casualties that we have seen since we have been in this walk with God, of people that have been born into this church that are no longer here, amen, that were birthed right here in the Holy Ghost, they were born again, amen, but yet tonight they're not sitting on these pews, they're not worshiping God anymore, can I just preach to you what I feel, that the spirit of the church, Rachel is weeping for children that are not, what could have been, had they stuck it out, had they lived for God, but the slayer of men's souls, the devil has come in and beguiled their minds and robbed them of their virtues and their walk with God. And tonight their lives are in a shattered wreck. Oh, that the church in these last days is weeping for her children that are not. What could have been? What could have been? Lost potential. Amen. Possibilities that will never be. When you lose a child, amen, you lose the memories that have yet to come. Amen. For they will never come because they have been cut short. Amen. No doubt it's fresh on our mind as the media has uh, so ably presented the loss of that young child at the last, amen, race, the marathon in Boston. I was on the plane that stopped here. It was going on to Boston, and that city is is, uh, trying to recover, amen, from the loss of these lives of a terrorist, amen, and no doubt that father, amen, tonight is lamenting the loss of a future. What would she have ever done? What this child would have ever become? But it is no longer to be because.
because her life has been cut short. I'm asking you tonight, do you think that your father in heaven feels any different? Amen. When he loses any one of you and decide, amen, to end up prey to the devil. And the devil gets his way and they're lost. I understand that as preachers that we've got to somehow, amen, armor ourselves against too much emotional attachment. And it's hard to do, amen, when you're praying people through and you're pulling them out of the fire, despising even the garments that are stained with sin, amen, and you walk with them through so many trials and then to watch them die spiritually and not make it. I talked to my pastor some years or just about a year ago. We were eating. He's 87 years old, Brother Howard Davis in San Bernardino, California. We were out eating. I said, Elder Davis, I said, how do you do it all these years? And the people that have broke your heart, the people that have disappointed you, the people that have let you down. Now, I came with this message, amen, because I feel like God had laid it on my heart. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost even right now. Amen. I said, how? How do you cope? How do you deal when they break your heart? They walk out on God. Those that you've done the most for despise you and would spit on me. Amen. Now that they're gone, how do you deal with it? He said, Brother Fraser, he said, I, when they leave and they die in God, he said, I just wipe them from my mind as if they never existed. I don't know how that he was able to do that. I'm not better than my pastor. He's a great man of God. I haven't attained or reached to that place that I'm able to do that yet because I still feel the sting, amen, of the loss of every child. Amen. Is somebody hearing me tonight? Amen. Rachel is weeping, amen, for what could have been. Potential that is lost. Possibilities that will never, never be. Ministries that will never be. I've watched some elder that had the call of God on their life. Remember, you hear me, a call of God does not assure you a walk with God. Amen. A call of God does not guarantee you a place with God. That has got to be sought out through personal devotion. All oh, the ministries that could have been and are no more. Lives that will never be touched because you are not. Amen. Let the devil pull you out of the house of God and end the future that you could have possibly had. Let some boy come by and dazzle your eyes and lure you out of God's house. Amen. The effect of your future in God ends. Amen. What could have been? You know how many backsliders I've talked to that said, oh, I wish to God I would have never messed up. I wish I'd have never left church. Amen. I can't find my way back. I've done so much. I don't know how to find my way back. I feel like I'm warning somebody tonight. Amen. Rachel is weeping for her children that are not. What could have 
if you bail now. If you bail now. If you bail now. When we pursue self-interest, they, like Herod, slay the potential God interest. When we pursue our self-interest, like Herod, it slays God interest. Amen. What you want to do and what God wants you to do sometimes are two completely different avenues. The Father has a plan, O son of Rachel. God has got a plan for your life, O daughter of Israel. God has got it all laid out, his desire for your life. But the storm comes with a high pressure and a low pressure system. Amen. Meet. Amen. And the storm comes. Amen. When your plans, amen, conflict with God's plans. Joseph, you're here tonight. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Tonight is somebody's turning point. Going to tell you tonight. Oh, yeah, you mean on this Thursday night? It's a turn. My God, we've heard better than this. You may have, but I've come with a message tonight. Tonight is your turning point. Tonight, you've got a choice to make. Amen. And you won't be able to blame anybody else because this night, the Holy Ghost has brought a preacher all the way from the West Coast with a message for you. Amen. You better listen to me tonight. The decision you make could cost you your life. or God's dreams. What's it going to be? Your dreams or God's dreams? Your plan or God's plan? Son, I'm coming to church. I'm doing what I ought to do. I'm wearing and dressing the way I ought to. I understand that. But you got to do more than put on the uniform. God needs you. Amen. To do his will. As long, as long as you pursue your dreams, hold and grasp to your dreams. You have missed the plan that God has for you. Are you hearing me tonight? Amen. Oh, you got to get a hold of God's dream. You've had a dream. You've maybe shared it with people of what you want to be and what you want to do. But I'm asking you, but is it what God wants you to do? Amen. I'm telling you, the key tonight, you need to hook up and see what God wants in your life. Amen. You hear me? You've got to be willing to lay down the dreams that you had, the plans that you had, and say, here, Lord, here I am. What do you want me to do? I'm going to tell you, that'll put fire in the church. That'll set this place of fire and a blaze with the power of the Holy Ghost. When we give up our plan and we give up our 
dream and we say, God, what is your will? Joseph never pursued his own dreams. The dreams that he had weren't because he had pizza or too many frijoles. Amen. After church that night. Amen. The dreams that he had. Amen. Were caused from digestive. Amen. Crisis. The dreams that he had were dreams that God delivered to him. Amen. God gave him those dreams. God handed him those dreams. Those dreams cost him. They cost him his family. It caused him to be put in servitude. It caused him to spend a lot of time in a dark, deep dungeon. Amen. Because it's God's dream. Amen. You got to stop looking on the outward. Amen. I don't care what you've imagined and fantasized in your mind of what you want to be. It may be even a good thing. But even good things, if it's not God's plan, honey, amen, it's going to mess you up. One day David sat on his throne and he had a good dream. He said, I'm going to build a house for God. Amen. And it's going to be thus and thus. I've been saving for this. Amen. I didn't just start dreaming this yesterday, Nathan. I've got gold and silver and cedar and wood. I've laid out a pattern. Amen. This is going to be a house for God. And the man of God said, that sounds good to me. And walks out. But God stopped him and said, you go back and you tell David, that's not my dream for his life. You go tell him he can't build me a house. You tell me what's wrong with building a house for God. What was so sinful? What was so wicked and immoral? Nothing. It was a good, good motive. But it wasn't God's plan. It wasn't God's dream. I'm going to tell you, you'll find fulfillment in your walk with God the day that you lay down your dreams, your plans, and you say, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to live? And it's then that the power of fulfillment of the Holy Ghost illuminates out of your life, and you become a profitable servant. But as long as you chase that personal plan and dream, you are stopped at every at every juncture. You are defeated at every valley. It's always just a few inches away, and you never can obtain it, and you destroy your life. Chasing your dream. Chasing your plan. Amen. said, but I always dreamed of being this. I, ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to be a preacher. Ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to do this. Amen. I've always wanted to do this. Man, my mama said, you're going to be this. Amen. My family said, oh, one day God's going to use you in this. Amen. And I've always sought for this. Amen. Oh, yeah. Are you hearing me? My wife said, my husband said, amen. I'm preaching to somebody tonight that you need to go back. But what is God saying? I'm telling you, you'll never have victory until you let go of your plan. And grab a hold of God's plan. Woo! God's plan. 
God's plan, God's dream pulled him up out of the dungeon and placed him second in command to all of Egypt. That wasn't, that wasn't what I planned on, Elder. How many times have I heard somebody say, in their 40s, in 50s, life just hasn't turned out like I planned. This is not what I planned. I, brother, I didn't expect to be here at this age. It's not working out like I planned. Could it be? I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight. God's talking to somebody. You need to forget your plan. And you need to say, God, what do you want me to do? What is your will? He'll use your pastor. He'll use your man of God to guide you. But you may not like it. spirit of Herod destroys you. God's plan for you gets destroyed because of Herod's self-will. And Rama, was there a voice heard? Lamentation, weeping. Great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they, because they are not. What, what could it be? There is a perfect will of God tonight, a plan, a design. There's destiny in your life, but you can't see it. Because you're holding on to your dream. Don't become a casualty in this church of what could have been. Tonight, you need to make a decision. Tonight, is it God's plan or is it your plan? If somebody would come to the music, I, I'm done. I, I feel like the Lord is talking to somebody. Amen. I hope I haven't wasted your time. Oh, Rachel's children. She's weeping because of what could have been. Do you hear the voice of lamentation? What could have been? What could have been? What could have been? I don't have any magic dust to throw out you to an altar. I have no special oratory stories. But what could have been? What a sad analogy. What could have been? Had you given up your dream for God's dreams? Your dream for God's dream. Every head somebody to pray. Saints of God, would you pray right now? Would you lift your voice? Come on, would you lift your voice? The church is weeping tonight. What could, what could have been? Don't let it happen.
happen again tonight to somebody that should have went to an altar. Somebody tonight. Oh, but I'm too embarrassed to go to the altar. What will people think? Oh, does it really matter? Come on, God's plan is more important than your plan. I'm not going to beg you, but I'm opening the altar right now. God's talking to you. God's talking to you. What 